0: So today we're going to begin a brand new series, and uh, I actually uh, started it in U-turn a few weeks ago, and uh, and I thought, man, that, I want to do this on a Sunday morning too. Uh, it's a series I'm just calling "What If." All right. A, a lot of times we play the "What If" game, right? Uh, run those "What If" scenarios and stuff, and uh, I, I've got a couple questions for you. I, th- I Googled this you know, to see you know, some good what-if questions out there and uh, found some interesting stuff. One of them was, what if animals could talk? Which one would be the rudest? I don't, yeah, humans. That's true. I don't know. I was thinking maybe cats. I mean, they, they, they seem like they could be pretty rude. I don't know. I'm sure there's a better answer to it, though. Here's another one. What if instead of police dogs, there were giant man-sized police spiders? I think that would be pretty effective, I don't know, possibly, anyway, and so in this series, uh, what if, uh, we're going to look in the Bible and, and and ask some what if questions about the Bible, we're going to talk some theology, we're going to talk some apologetics, uh, just something to kind of think outside the box, because lots of times, uh, if we're not careful, uh, we get set in our way of thinking, and, and we never Try to look at things from a different angle. And uh, hopefully as we ask these questions, it will affirm our faith. It will affirm our theology that we already believe in what the Bible says. And so what, what we're going to have to do in this series is we're going to have to go to God's Word and find out what God's Word says about these things and, and base our belief on that. Right? That, that's what we should be doing. We shouldn't base it on our experience. We shouldn't base our beliefs on our opinions or, or what some preacher told us, you know, 20 years ago. We need to base what we believe on God's Word. Because I believe that God's Word is the truth. It is God's Word, that it is Word from Him, and it's our instruction manual while we're here. And so we need to base our life on His Word. Are you all with me? Okay, I'm just making sure we're on the same page here. Otherwise, this is pointless of what we're about to do. So, <laughs> But what I believe that... As we read God's word, I believe that He's very purposeful in everything that He says and everything that He does. I don't believe that God just, you know, kind of like us, we just kind of say things sometimes and, and then we think, well, I didn't really mean it that way. You know, you, you, I get myself in trouble quite often. Uh, I'll say something like, well, that's not what I meant. That's just the way you heard it. But see, God doesn't do that. When He says something, it's very purposeful in what He says and the way He says it and the words He uses. And so, as we read God's word, we need to look at those as, you know, this word was placed here on purpose. Uh, the meaning of this and the way it said it. And, and Pastor is going to do a series next month that I'm excited about. He was telling me a little bit about it and about uh, a certain word in the Bible that we don't have in English. It doesn't translate, but it's in there in the original language that it changes uh, what it's talking about. And we'll miss it if we're not careful. And so. Uh, when God puts something in His Word, when He says something or does something, it's very purposeful. And, and so as we look into this, we're going to ask some what-if questions about, um, about His Word. And what if something was a little bit different? Um, like, I'm trying to think of one that I'm not going to use in this series. You know, uh, you know what if Eve didn't take a bite of the fruit? You know, it, you know, have you ever thought about that? You know, how would life be different if Eve decided not to fall into temptation uh, in the Garden of Eden? How would life be different? You know, what if, uh, this this is a weird one I thought of the other day, what if Jesus didn't want to turn the water into wine? I mean, I, I really don't understand the purpose of that miracle. It was his first miracle, and I'm not sure exactly the purpose, but there was a purpose there, and 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 it was to show his glory, I know, but... Um, So the question today, uh, and this is a big one, what if Jesus wasn't the only way to heaven? What if Jesus wasn't the only way to heaven? All right, now there's lots of uh, beliefs out there, there's lots of theories out there about how to get to heaven, whether there's a heaven or not, uh, about the afterlife, there's lots of different thoughts out there that we see, And, and as I said, that we're going to base what we believe on God's word and what he says. And so uh, we're going to read scripture on that today. But, you know, as we look at all the stuff that we see out there in the world, you know, this is a very big question. Because there's people out there that believe and, and they live by this, that it, it doesn't matter uh, what religion you go with, as long as you're seeking after God, then you'll go to heaven. And, and that sounds great. You know, that sounds like a a good thing because, you know, the implications of Jesus is the only way to heaven, it it makes it harder to go to heaven, right? Does that make sense? Because there's people all over the world, and that's one thing I love about going on missions and traveling and doing those things is seeing the different cultures around the world, and I've I've realized that uh, white America is very bland, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you go over to Africa, they know how to have church over there. Let me tell you something. I mean, colorful dress. I mean, they're dancing around. They're singing. They got the beat going. And, and I mean, it's an awesome experience. You know, and, and you go to different places and see how they worship God. And, ha- and, and, and even in the way they build their churches. And and, and you see culture, their culture in, in the way that they worship God. You know, there's not one way to worship God. Right? The way we do it isn't the only way to do it. There's lots of ways that you can worship God, and there's lots of ways that you can serve God as long as it's Jesus-centered. Amen? And it's Word-centered. And, and so, you know, and so as you go around the world, I mean, there's other places in the world that Christianity, it, it's actually illegal to have a Bible or, or to, uh, to to talk to people about Jesus. And, and uh, you know, a lot of, uh muslim nations and stuff like that you know if you grew up in a muslim nation and that's what you've been taught all of your life just like most of us we grew up here in america and we've been around church and and we know about god and and that's kind of what we've been taught all of our life you know if you lived in that muslim nation and you heard about jesus and he's saying he's the only way to heaven that could be very offensive couldn't it well you're saying that i'm wrong how many of y'all like to be told you're wrong Nobody ever raised their hand on that one. Nobody likes to be told that they're wrong, you know. And so this is, a, you know, one of those topics. We, we started real heavy on this topic, didn't we? Um, so this is one of those topics like, what if Jesus wasn't the only way to heaven? And so I want to look at this uh, through the lens of the scripture and talk about the implications of if he's not, okay? So let's get in this. One of the things that we look at... Uh, that we see out there is something called universalism or unitarian, unitarianism. Uh, both of those actually stemmed out of Christianity and, and basically the belief of these things, the core doctrine, uh, it asserts that through Christ every single human soul will be saved leading into the restoration uh, of all things. Some also teach that there's no such thing as a literal hell or eternal punishment. Guys, can I say I wish that that was true? Now, hear me, all right? I wish that nobody had to go to hell. That is not a place that I want anybody to spend eternity. It is a horrible place of suffering, of just torment. And I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. And I wish that that was true, that everybody would be saved and everybody would get to spend eternity with... Jesus, but that's not what the Bible teaches. I kind of wish that all religions led to God, but they don't. And, And so if I believe that the Bible is true, if I believe that this is His Word, see, Jesus said in John 14, 6, says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, this is what we believe as Christians. This is what God said. This is what Jesus said, that He is the way. There's no other way to get to God except through Him. And and so I love that we've realized that and that we've given our lives to Him and we've made Him Lord and so that that we are going to the Father through Him. And, And so as Christians, it should be a burden on our hearts that there's people that aren't going to heaven. There should be something on the inside of us that think, you know, if people don't hear about Jesus, that they don't experience Jesus, then they are going to spend eternity in hell and eternal torment and eternal separation from God, where there is nothing good there. Did you know the devil doesn't even want to go to hell? You know, we got this notion in our head that, you know, The devil's in charge of hell. No, he's not. That's his reward for rebelling against God, and he doesn't even want to go there. But that's where he's going to spend eternity as well. And and it should be something that burdens us as Christians, that, that there's people out there. It might be your neighbor. It might be that guy that you work with. It might be that annoying person that you see every day. If they don't have Jesus, they're going to spend eternity in hell. I don't want that to happen. So, what should my response in this be? I should be talking about Jesus, right? I should be telling my story. I should be telling what Jesus did in my life. I, I, I don't care if, if you like me or not, you should be hearing about Jesus from me. Now, I'm not saying that I do this all the time, but what I'm saying, this should be something that's within us that, you know, it, it's, God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. That's why He sent Jesus to die on the cross. He wants all to repent. He wants all to come into that forgiveness. But he also gave his free choice whether to choose that or not. Okay? And and so, but, you know, as we look at the different things out there, you know, universalism says that, you know, like, everybody's going to be saved. Nobody's going to go to hell. You know, Jesus is going to restore all that. I wish that was true, but it's just not. See, if you look into the different religions out there, You can see how this idea doesn't work—that that that all religions lead to God, because if you look at it, Buddhist, uh, Hinduism, uh, Taoism, Shintoism, uh, what are some of the other ones? Confucianism, Uh, a lot of the tribal, uh, the native tribal religions—they believe in in multiple gods. They're polytheist, which means they believe in all these different gods. I mean, you can look into the. Uh, Greek mythology, and you know, you have Zeus, and you have, you know, all of these different gods, and a lot of those gods are competing against each other, and they're mad at each other, and they're, you know, doing all of this stuff, and, and, and that can't lead to God. I, I'm sorry, I just don't think there's any way that you could look at that setup, and that leads you to a saving knowledge of God. It, it, it just doesn't happen. There's only really three religions out there that are monotheistic, and, and they're all intertwined just a little bit. Christianity, Judaism, and Islam are the only three religions out there that teach a monotheistic uh, view of God, which means there is one God. And it's funny because they all claim to be worshiping the same God. Okay? Um, and, and so even within those, you know, there there's differences in, in, in how you approach God. See, if we believe the Bible, Jesus is the only way. See, Christianity can't be on that list of, hey, all these religions lead to God. Because here in a second, we're going to look at the claims of Christ and see what He says. And you can see that if you believe anything besides this, then then it's not going to lead you to heaven. Because He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It has to be through Jesus. As you look into Islam, they believe in Jesus, but they think he's a prophet. You look into Judaism, they they acknowledge that Jesus existed, but they think he's a false prophet. And, And so you can see how not all of these religions can lead to God, if Jesus is the only way. But I want to look at some of the claims that Christ made. And I want to talk about this just for a few minutes, about Jesus. Because either Jesus is Lord or He's not. See, there's people out there, oh, Jesus, He was a great teacher. He was a great man. You know, His teachings were great. But if you look at what He taught, if He's not Lord, He's not a great man. Let me read you some of these. Here's what Jesus claimed... And, and, and I'll give you scripture reference for these. I, won't be, I don't have time to read them all, but Jesus claimed to live a sinless life. See, we know that we all mess up. It all comes from Adam and Eve. See, Jesus claims to live a sinless life. In John 8, 46 and 47, he said, have you found anything guilty about me? <laughs> Use your law and see if I'm guilty of any of it. He, he claims that he is sinless. Jesus claims to be the only way to God. John 14, 6, we just read it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus claimed to share the glory of God in heaven. That's big. That's huge. He said, I share the glory of God. See, when when he said that, the Jews were just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. said, ain't nobody claiming God's glory. Only God gets that glory. So if you're claiming that glory, you're saying that you are God. Is that what Jesus was? Yes, He was. Jesus is God. And so He, he made that claim that, that I am God. See, Jesus claimed to be able to forgive sins. Many times we see when He's bringing healing to somebody, He'd first say, Your sins are forgiven. And, of course, the Pharisees would just go nuts. Who is this guy who thinks that he can just forgive sins? One of those stories is in Luke 7, 48 and 49. But He said, to prove that I can forgive sins, be healed and be made whole. And they were healed. See, Jesus claimed to be a heavenly king. He claimed to be God. See, I don't think that you can say that, well, Jesus wasn't Lord, but he was a good man. He was making some pretty big claims. He was saying some pretty huge things his time on earth. That's why the the religious people did not like him at all because he went against everything that they've ever thought and that only someone who is actually God can make these claims. He claimed to be able to give eternal life, John 10, 28 through 30. Who can give eternal life? Nobody but God. He claimed that he would die and then that he would come back to life. And he did. We see that in Luke 18, 31-33. Last, he claimed to return again to judge the world. We get to see that one day. We get to see that one day. Matthew 24, 27-30. So with these claims that Jesus made, he couldn't have been just a good teacher. Now his, his teachings were amazing. I mean, it it was full uh, of life and full of of grace and full of love. And and that people loved his teaching, they just didn't like him claiming to be God. And and so that's where people had issue with him. And so you can look at his teachings and thought, man, he was a good teacher. But see, you can't claim to be God and not be and be a good person, right? We call those people crazy. (laughs) Am I Right. So, here's here's the thing. So, Jesus was either a liar, he was crazy, or he's actually Lord. Those are the three options. Either he's a liar, he's a lunatic, or he is Lord. Because if you make these kind of claims, see, Jesus, if he was a liar, he's the biggest con man that ever lived. Because... Here we are 2,000 years later, still talking about him, still worshiping him, still reading his teachings, and still still giving, devoting our lives to him. If, he was, if he's not Lord, he's the biggest con man that ever lived. See, you can't say that Jesus was a good man if he was wrong. He would be a liar. And a liar is not a good... If he wasn't a liar, he was a lunatic. He claimed to be God. See, psychologists today call that schizophrenia. We've had people come through this church that have, have had that God complex, that they've come and said, I am God, you need to listen to me. You know, and, and when we hear that, we're just like, you crazy, because I know you're not God, I know you, and then the next breath, they'll just cuss you out, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, and, and we've seen that, seen people come through Batesville like that. And, and, and it's just like, these people are crazy. And, and I'm sure that's what a lot of people thought about Jesus when he was here. I mean, he was given all this great teaching. He was healing people and he was casting out demons. But then he claimed to be God. It's like, whoa, 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 this dude's crazy. He thinks he's God. But as we see in his word, Jesus is God. So either he's the greatest common man that ever lived, he had schizophrenia, or he's actually Lord. He's actually God, and that we need to give our lives to him, that we need to serve him, and that we need to give everything to him. See, I believe the last one, I think that Jesus is Lord. And here's the thing, if you believe that he is Lord, and that he's the only way to heaven, then we've got a job to do. Because we've got a world out there that's dying and going to hell. We might think they're crazy, we might think they're evil, and we might think all of this stuff. But you know what, when Jesus was on the cross, he looked at at them with nothing but love. And so we, in response to the, the cross of Christ, need to look at the world in nothing but love. How dare we criticize the people that we are meant to reach with the gospel? See, this is why the church has got such a bad name, because we're always pointing fingers. Oh, you're sinning, you're doing all this stuff, and you're going to hell. And you're just... What good does that do? Remember a while ago, how many raised their hands when you told you you want to be, how many wants to be called wrong? See, we can't look at the world and say, hey, you're wrong. We need to say, hey, come look at Jesus. Come look at what he's done in my life. He's changed my life. He set me free from addiction. He's, he set me free from sin. And I'm no longer that person that used to do all of this stuff. And I was a scoundrel, but God saved me. He changed my life. I am no longer like that, but I am a brand new person. And now I can love with the love of God. And, and I don't have to judge you. And I don't have to point my finger at you. But come and see what God has done in my life. And he can do the same thing in your life if you're willing to make him Lord. See, that should be what we are about. That's what we should be about as the church is that we should have a heart for the world just as Christ had a heart for the world. Let me tell you something. If you're crucifying me on the cross, I'm not going to be as nice as Jesus. You know what he said? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. See, when we're getting crucified out there as Christians, are we fighting back? Or should we be loving back? When the world is attacking us because of our belief, are we proving them right by saying that we hate? And that we're talking ugly about people? Are, are we proving them right by, by our actions? See, Jesus said, love your enemy. Pray for those who use you. If someone steals your coat, give them your shirt as well. See, our response should always be love. Our response should always be love. Because in this day and age that we live right now, in America, the church is not the main thing anymore. See, in the past, everybody went to church, right? In the past, that was the the big thing. We were a Christian nation, so to say. I'm here to tell you, we're not a Christian nation. Some of the things that the founding fathers said and did, put it on that foundation from the beginning. But if you look at our nation, they're pushing Christ out. And if we're not careful, if we don't respond in the right way, we're just going to go pushed out with them. And then we're going to be those weird people on the edge of town. We're going to be that cult out there. They're crazy. But if we respond the way that Christ responded, then I believe that we'll see a change in our nation. We will see people start coming to Christ. We'll see people when they get in trouble, they'll come to the church instead of going somewhere else to find help. See, when people are hurting and stuff, they should be invited into church. They should feel welcomed into church. They should feel like they, that is where I need to go because that's where I'm going to find help. I might be off track a little bit, but that's all right. See, here's the thing. Is we have the answer to the world's problems, and it's Jesus. We have the answer. Are we keeping the answer to ourselves? Are we trying to hide it? Like if we give it away, it's gone? Or are we trying to give that thing away? trying to tell as many people as possible about what the answer is. Your marriage is struggling? Hey, let's pray about this. Let's go to Jesus. Jesus can save your marriage. Jesus can save your kids. Jesus can save your life. Now, I'm not saying that once you get saved, everything's perfect. Y'all know that. Y'all have been Christians a long time, and y'all understand that. What I'm saying is that you at least have a fighting chance if you're a Christian. If when, you have, when you activate God in your life, outside of God, there is no hope. There may be temporary fixes, but there's no hope. And So we need to be giving hope to people in this world. So what if Jesus wasn't the only way to heaven? Jesus is either a false prophet, or he's crazy, or he's actually Lord. See, I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe that Jesus is God. According to God's word, Jesus is the way to heaven. And we need to be letting people know that He is the answer. Amen? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, it's interesting as we begin to ask what-if questions, how we kind of circle around, we look at it in different... See, some people are scared to ask what-if questions about God. Do you know it's okay to question God and His Word as long as you go to His Word to find the answer? There's lots of times that you know, there's something that I believed all my life and I think, wait a second, what if? And I go dive into His Word and it just reconfirms what I believe. Or there's times I have to tweak something a little bit here and there. It's okay to ask what if, as long as you go to find the answers in His Word. See, if you ask what if and you ask the world, you're going to get all kinds of crazy answers. Lots of interesting stuff out there. But if we're going to be grounded in His Word, that's where we're going to find the answer to all of our questions. Can we stand together today? Prayer team, go ahead and come up. We're going to end in a song as we usually do. And, and maybe today you're asking some of these what-if questions. And, and, and you just need someone to, to pray with you. You need someone just to, you know, like, man, I, I'm, I just feel like I'm lost right now. Come and pray. Maybe you haven't made Jesus Lord of your life. And today he's tugging on your heart, saying today's the day. He said, I'm not crazy. I'm not a liar, but i I'm Lord and you want to make Jesus Lord, come and pray today. But ultimately today, I want you to connect with God right there in your seat as you worship. I don't want you to think about what's going on after service, what you got to do. But in the next five minutes, connect with God. Maybe you have some what-if questions and you just need to say, God, what if? He's okay with that. He's not scared of your questions but He's there to confirm His Word in your life. So today as we worship, connect with Him today, whether it be worshiping, whether it be praying, or come and pray with somebody else. Let's do it.